0: What are going on, peeps? What are going on? It's Valerie's Naturals Oracles here and we're reading The Inner Work, An Invitation to True Freedom and Lasting Happiness. I know I've been a little bit neglectful and getting through this book, but... It's just been getting busy and I don't understand what's going on. But anyway, we're on to chapter seven and it's called The Overview. Just remember, we're on to part three now as well. It says liberation of consciousness and chapter seven, overview of the themes of consciousness. The awakening of consciousness is the new evolutionary step for mankind. And that's Ikharak Toll. That was a quote from him, and I can't pronounce these names, so it's spelled E-C-K-H-A-R-T, and it's Toll. He's that spiritualist, isn't he? But anyway, the last aspect of our human experience to discuss before we get into the practice of the inner work is the theme of consciousness and their influence in our lives. While the mind is constantly fluttering and uncontrollably chatting about one thing to the next, Our themes of consciousness can be a more consistent and reliable place to work from if we learn to identify their patterns within our lives. Using awareness, we can reveal how absolutely every aspect of our lives is coloured and influenced by a theme of consciousness. So... Dr. Masumeko was able to visibly demonstrate the variations of different themes of consciousness in his book, The Hidden Messages in Water. Dr. Imeko, I can't pronounce his names, Imoto, Imoto, Emoto, E M O T O. Dr. Emoto captured the efforts that vibrational frequencies have on frozen water crystals using a powerful microscope with high speed photography he conducted experiments that consisted of exposing water to different positive and negative speech positive and negative thoughts various types of music even photographs he then throws the samples of water to examine how the formation of crystals aesthetically changed his experiments showed that water exposed to higher calibrating frequencies such as love In the form of positive speech and pleasant music, generated uniquely beautiful symmetrical crystals. Whereas the water exposed to negative frequencies such as shame or anger yielded uniform symmetrical, uniformed asymmetrical crystals. The crystal's representation of each crystal formation is a perfect visual of how themes of consciousness manifest in this physical realm and if you if you don't know what it means by asymmetrical it means it was totally totally random totally um unorganized totally scattered okay so um let's move on from that so similar to the crystals a person occupying a limiting theme of consciousness such as fear will create a life that looks and feels like fear they will experience thoughts of worry and doubt Terror will surround them. They will experience feelings of paranoia and dis- distrust. They will perceive enemies, whether physically or mentally. They will feel anxious around other people. Their choice of words will often be filled of pessimism or panic. When they look at the world, they will see fearful concerns, stability and jeopardy. In the same way, a person whose theme of consciousness is calibrating in a liberating frequency, such as love and inner peace will in turn create a life that looks and feels like love and peace. They will experience thoughts that are compassionate and kind. These bodies will usually radiate health and wellness. They will feel grateful for all the people and experiences in their life. Laughter and beauty will surround them. They will see the silver lining in every situation. Their choice of words will be full of intention and optimism. When they look at the world, they will see divine love and perfection. So example few point points for each theme of consciousness. To further demonstrate the varying themes of consciousness, let's look at how each theme might experience debt and credit for a shame. From shame, extreme debt may be seen as proof of a cursed existence. Our worthiness and suicide may seem as the only way out. In guilt, we may obsess on our debts as a demonstration of our stupidity. And how wrong we are in having it or pro- project blame onto credit companies for how vile and wrong they are for enslaving us all. In hopelessness, our debt is completely paralysing. We possibly give up on making payments as it seems pointless even to try. We feel there's no way out of accruing cur- a interest. Will just keep us trapping forever. In in grief, we might dwell on how much we are losing every day through interest. Regretting our purchases and overall feel how sad and depressing our situation is. For the perspective of fear, we may look at debt with paranoia and scare ourselves with those worst case scenarios. What if I'm never be able to pay this back? What if I lose everything in desire? We might even... To see debt as an opportunity to chase our, che- our pleasures and, and are excited to spend money we don't actually have yet so so that we can get what we want now. In anger, we may view our debt with annoyance, frustration or even rage at the ch- accumulation of interest. Cur- cursing aloud each time we receive an unexpected bill. Pride will either be overly obsessed with its credit score and its smartest and best use of credit, or it will use debt to inflate its appearances through expensive or impressive purchases. But in reality, be hiding incredible amounts of insecurity and in debt accumulation. In the theme of courage, debt is finally seen with the integrity of, of accountability. We commit to paying back our debts by honourably doing what must be done to repay. Even if it takes a lifetime, in neutrality, Debt is seen impartially and it is what it is. We see whatever happens, we'll be okay. Thus, even if we have debt, it doesn't really affect our day-to-day life. In willingness, debt is seen as an amazing opportunity to launch business ventures, investments, and it's seen as an ally in achieving our goals and ambitions. Acceptance sees credit and loans as a useful part of our lives. We don't care to rationalize or debate why the financial institutions are set up the way they are, but nevertheless use credit with responsibility in the acceptance of our limits. For reason and logic, credit from reason and logic, credit and debt is seen as a fascination creation of the financial world that, if used wisely, can actually benefit us if we know how to leverage it with cleverness. Thus, we learn creative ways to make more money from credit and debt through things like investments, tax deductions or interest working in our favour. Finally, from the perspective of love and inner peace, credit is viewed with gratitude for the help we are being offered in our moments of need. We see that the creator is giving us a gift for something that we need right now in order to advance our lives to another level of growth and evolution. We have faith that we will provide a way to pay back the principal and interest with ease. All we are required to do is put forth our best effort. God will provide the how. In peace and love, we believe everything is working out for our benefit and so use credit and debt wisely. True freedom and lasting happiness represents the transcendence of physical reality where nothing in the external world could ever affect our internal world. Thus, everything is seen as a holographic projection of consciousness. And it's just to be experienced and not attached to. We wear our debt of positive credit like a loose garment. Not letting it ever affect our internal state. Nothing of this world actually defines us. The world becomes a defined re- reality of creation for us to enjoy with our heart of love and goodness. This is not to be confused with lack of integrity and recklessness, which will be reflective of the limiting themes. We are spiritually mature, innocent, embodied and have all the beneficial wisdom of the previous themes. Thus credit is used with ultimate intelligence and guidance. This is just one of example of how each theme has a very specific and unique perspective of reality, and it is why we see so much diversity amongst humanity. We all come could be experiencing the exact same situation or circumstances, but based on our theme of consciousness, we will interpret and thus respond completely different to it. So, our habitual themes. We call them themes of consciousness because the vibration you settle into will plant a consistent energetic pattern or theme throughout each era of your life and will continue to show up wherever an opportunity presents itself. These themes will stay with you an entire lifetime unless you consciously address them. Just as good soil will bear good crops, your thoughts, words, feelings, desires, habits and interests are intrinsically rooted in a theme of consciousness. Negativity-charged themes will produce negatively charged thoughts, feelings, and actions, while positively charged themes will produce positively charged thoughts, feelings, and actions. Within each theme of consciousness, root programmed beliefs will find validation, support, and expression through our repeated thoughts and feelings and actions. This then creates neuro-programs that we begin operating on subconsciously, hence the term autopilot. All of this makes up our subjective experience of reality. If we are not aware of this process, we will naturally think the problems of our life are coming from out there, which really it is all coming from our internal theme. So examples. Thought. I am right about this. They are wrong. Feeling haughty. Action. Argumentative. Root program. Relief. I believe I am superior and others are inferior. Theme of consciousness, pride. So thought, I want him. I want to get his attention. Feeling, craving, action, seduction. Root program belief, I believe what I am wanted. I am loved. Theme of consciousness, desire. So thought, I look stupid. They are probably laughing at me. Feeling, humiliation, action, pro- repress and pride hide root program belief i am unlovable themes of consciousness shame so thought my life will never be as good again let it life is so tragic feeling sadness action sulk root program belief i lose everything i love theme of consciousness grief so thought i will get revenge i'll show them feeling aggression action attack or demean Root, program, belief, I expect to get what I want. Theme of consciousness, anger. Everything is rooted in a theme of consciousness. These examples can help you begin to understand the depth and meaning behind your habitual thoughts and feelings. Nothing is mundane and everything is always revealing an underlying theme of consciousness. Without consciousness, awareness of why we think we are what we think or do what we do, We can get out, go our entire lives carrying around limiting programs of the past that are not serving us, unknowingly allowing them to influence who we are in the present. And these inherited themes will ripple into multiple aspects of our lives. For example, in Pride, not only will we experience arrogant thoughts and have feelings of superiority and haughtiness, but we will most likely be attracted to art, movies and music that promote egotism. Like goes with like, and thus each theme will attract people, places, and circumstances that match its vibrational frequency. Just as thoughts are not intrinsically who we are and are a byproduct of a theme of consciousness, so too are personality traits and preferences. For, example, for instance, preferring a loud bar over a quiet temple is correlated to the theme of consciousness our soul is occupying. So it's choosing to smoke cigarettes or abstaining, eating healthy or not, enjoying our career or resenting it, being confrontational, eating going, etc. And this can be said for just about everything we claim as just who I am. Within our personality, what we might have once thought was rigid and fixed is actually all subject to change and can evolve. Anything is possible. To transcend a theme that is no longer serving you and move into a theme that does, you must stop car compartmentalizing your life there is no situation reaction or scenario that is isolated from your theme of consciousness consciousness at this moment at that moment everything is connected how you do anything is a reflection of how you do everything by looking for recurring patterns you can start to identify the frequency you are living in If you are living in love, love will come out of you even in times of struggle. If you are living in fear, fear will come out of you no matter how how ideal your conditions become. The circumstances is not responsible for your experience, your theme of consciousness is. When looking at humanity with the knowledge of the themes of consciousness, it will become clear that the reason we see so much conflict and turmoil in the world and throughout history is due to that vast varying theme of consciousness, all interacting with each other who are experiencing a completely different paradigms of reality. Thus, from one theme, what is seen as completely right is actually wrong from another. Just like a hologram from different perspectives reveals completely different images, so it is with the human experience of life. We all may be looking at the same world or be sharing the exact same situation, but how we each experience it is dramatically different. We refer to this as a paradigm blindless as much as we like to think that it is fixed objective world that is separate from us in truth objectivity is in the eye of the beholder this has now been confirmed through discoveries in quantum physics i.e the collapse of the wave function anything that is outside the boundaries of our familiar theme of consciousness will trigger the ego to to respond with confusion or defensiveness for example To someone in the theme of anger or pride, a concept such as surrender will seem foolish and incomprehensible. Likewise, to those struggling with the theme of guilt, forgiveness of self and others is really hard to do and almost feels unacceptable, implausible or even impossible. Therefore, our theme of consciousness set up not only the possibilities for our life but also our limitations. Behind every action is a motivation that is rooted in a theme of consciousness. True freedom and lasting happiness can never be realized in gratifying the ego's mind demands to adhere to its limiting programs. Inner peace can only be experienced outside the confines of a programmed mind. While the themes of consciousness completely color our perception of reality, it is important to realize that all options are technically always available to us we can view the hologram from whatever vantage point we wish just know that each view or theme is very different in its degrees of freedom and happiness so the question then becomes which one is most enjoyable in order to move out of a deeply rooted theme of consciousness you will need to live the practice of inner work in every single moment You have a choice to either stay obedient to an old program or break free of it and choose a new. So here's a quote here. It says, people try so hard to let go of their negative behaviors and thoughts. And it doesn't work or it works, but only for a short time. I don't let go of my negative thoughts. I question them and then they let go of me. And that was a quote by Brian Katie. That is so true. Wow. Overcoming negativity. So... When we become self-aware we can honestly examine and question our ego's patterns from a place of non-non-attachment what we may discover is that it actually enjoys its negative beliefs as strange as it may seem our ego has convinced us that if a is a payoff from maintaining negativity and dissatisfa- dissatisfa- dissatisfaction with life There is a false sense of power, security and control in being able to resist life and be negative. It is also the easiest thing to do. It is easy to complain. It is a worthy challenge to be consistently grateful. It is easy to be unhappy. It takes courage to see the perfection of everything as it is. It requires great discipline and faith to maintain a positive attitude in the face of hardship. It is true takes true power to overcome the negativity of our own ego and others and awaken to being happy fulfilled and compassionate you are capable of rising to this challenge in fact it is your destiny or else you wouldn't be here now our misery has actually just been a reflection of the ego's narcissism and a demonstration that it would rather complain throw tantrums and kick and scream about our life instead of doing anything to change its perspective In a delusional way, our ego convinces us that being miserable and depressed is secretly empowering. It subconsciously believes if I can't control my life, at least I can control my resistance to it. Thus, the ego makes things even more difficult than they need to be. From a higher theme of consciousness, under the exact same hardships, it is possible to maintain optimism and be loving despite the situation, thereby demonstrating true power. It is important to note that the themes below courage, rely, below courage rely on force, whereas the themes from courage upwards rely on the power of love. Force resists life's True power affirms it. For example, in themes of, of shame, the ego will look for any situation to evaluate how worthless it is. See, I told you this would happen. Nothing ever works out for me. Pathetic. I am so unlucky and worthless. Guilt might complain. God must be punishing me. I probably deserve this. This is what I get. Everything is against me. It's their fault. Or perhaps in themes of desire, it thinks no matter how hard I work, I never seem to get ahead. The more I want things, the more life shows me I can't have it. The ego actually believes it's suffering is proving a point. But the only point it is proving is how confused it is. If not careful, the ego can actually become enthusiastic about proving how awful our life is, which is a fascinating discovery. Notice that people often gather to complain and share their stories of hardship and loss, almost as if it isn't a competition of who is worst. The adage really is true that misery loves company and if we want to find peace in life, we have to step back and start questioning our ego's perceptives and agendas. So here's another quote quote if you must doubt something doubt your limits and that's by bob propter that's another spiritualist again anyway the possibility of change this flirtation with suffering and darkness is to be expected and does not make us sick or twisted simply naive we all inherited a limited human ego that is attached to familiarity regardless of it, of if it is beneficial for us or not because our mental stories have become so familiar to us, our brain actually becomes accustomed to the emotions and chemicals through particular types of thought produced. For example, fear or aggressive thoughts release adrenaline. Worrisome and stressful thoughts produce cortisol, another very powerful hormone. Other times, our bodies and brains start to crave and expect these chemicals on a regular basis. In some extreme cases we can become literally addicted to our stress our suffering or our or our victimization understand it will take time and consistent practice of inner work to rewire the brain's neurochemistry be patient kind and compassionate with yourself over time the old needs and negative energies cravings of the of the brain and body will subside and eventually instead of craving stress hormones from worry and doubt your brain and your body will want to enjoy the endorphins that come with gratitude to trust in goodness and have faith and hope in a brighter future elicits its own spiritual mental and physical rewards simply by indulging in such energies of optimism the more you engage in any type of emotion or behavior the greater you desire for it will become and that's a quote by chris prentice if if true happiness and inner peace are rare it is not because it is, uh, isn't available but rather because few have chosen it happiness and inner peace are hallmark of your natural state they are who you are the ego is just blocking you from realizing it and having convinced you that you haven't had you haven't you can't have them or that they are only found somewhere other than right now the truth is always simple the ultimate choice is always present in every moment all themes of consciousness can be transmuted and healed no one is exempt all of us are forgiven in the moment of sincere acknowledgement all are loved no matter what no one is forsaken nothing is off limits if you want to be truly happy you can do this Everyone can be happy and fulfilled. True freedom and lasting happiness are just a continuous lifestyle choice that transcends limiting themes of consciousness. There's nothing more to it. We don't have to make it more complicated. It is not something that is earned from accomplishing rare challenging things. Nothing needs to be earned or gained, only remembered through surrendering resistance to the truth. The truth is that you are loved beyond possible comprehension and have equal access to true freedom and lasting happiness. You have to let go of the stop listening to all the reasons your ego uses to convince you that you are worthy and can't can't have it. Wow, that was deep, people. So tomorrow is chapter eight, practicing the inner work. So this is where the practice really comes in. This is the whole point to this book. So until tomorrow, take care.